Miami Hurricanes still have some needs, so is there a second wave coming in the transfer portal? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I decided to bust out my old turnover chain t-shirt, a, uh, a tribute to a, a gone era of, uh, of turnover chains. Hopefully, you know, Miami can get those turnovers and touchdowns next year without needing chains, rings. To motivate them, uh, always nice to bring in special guests who can help us dissect the transfer portal. And this is the man who uh, who had, I would say, probably the best uh, Cormani McLean report coming out of the weekend. So we will talk to him about that as well. We are joined by Brian Smith, AllHurricanes.com, and Fan Nation does an awesome job covering college football and recruiting. Brian, how are you? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. And, you know, when we look at who's available in the portal and who Miami might be targeting, I figure a good place to start with you since you've covered UCF. So UCF center Matt Lee entered the portal uh, a couple of days ago. And I, you know, everything I've been hearing the last couple of weeks is the really the only position on the offensive line that Miami still wants to fortify through the portal uh, would be the center position. Bring somebody to compete with Ja'Kai Clark next year. Uh, in my opinion, Matt Lee would be an incredible option if Miami can get him to follow in the footsteps of Devontae Brown and and leave UCF for Miami. What can you tell uh, our viewers and our listeners about this player you've covered, former UCF center Matt Lee? First and foremost, to put it in perspective, when it was announced by Matt that he was leaving, I saw it on Twitter you know, you read the little blurb and all the fans wished him well. Of course, you know, no UCF fan wants to hear that a player's leaving, right. but everybody liked him. Uh, us in the media loved him. Very respectful guy, extremely intelligent. And he is the epitome of college football working your way up. He His only offers in Division One coming out were USF and UCF. He was overlooked by everybody. And he grew up 15 minutes from the UCF campus. So he was a local kid. And he started like as a sophomore, you know, it usually takes guys a little longer than that, but he's been a stalwart for UCF and he's one of the better centers in college football. He's a power player, despite only being about 300 pounds. He's one of those guys that's just naturally strong. He's best at going straight forward, dry blocking and knocking a guy back. Uh, with that being said, he's also the guy that is so intelligent. He can set the line calls and do just about anything that you need to help the quarterback. So would he be a good addition for Miami or quite frankly, any other team? Absolutely. On and off the field. He's a real smart guy. So Miami would do well to at least entertain that. I don't know yeah. what Matt's intentions are. Um, it, the portal just for people that don't know, like a recruit, I can call, I can call Cormani or somebody around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Once a player, this is different. It's pretty rare to get insight so I have no idea what Matt's going to be doing, but, you know, it, maybe he wants to stay in state, just wants a different flavor. A lot of kids are doing that. And it's not just UCF or Miami. It's across the country. You don't know when you open up your Twitter or whatever, 
who's going to be on there. So I, as much as it sucks for UCF, I'm not shocked. So he's got two years of eligibility, and he would be a guy that brings three years of starting experience. That's that's pretty hard to pass up. And that was an awesome tidbit you just dropped there at the end because uh, I, I was unaware, and I was going to ask you how many years of eligibility he had left. And because, you know, uh, and I know a lot of uh, a lot of our viewers and listeners on Locked on Canes agree, like, in, yeah, in certain situations, it's okay to bring in, you know, a grad transfer type who's got one year. But, you know, Miami is not one season away from competing for a national championship. So I always like the idea of bringing in the players like, Maui Goa, Francisco Maui Goa, Javion Cohen, and if Miami can get Matt Lee, the type of guys who have multiple years of eligibility left. Devontae Brown is another one who's got multiple years of eligibility. So uh, I think that would be that would be a nice luxury if Miami uh, can get that done. And like you said, uh, I'm in the same boat. I have no idea what Lee's intentions are. Um, I haven't been able to get a good feel for that. I did see on Kane Sport. Uh, Gary Furman uh, wrote something where he he seems to think that uh, that Lee could definitely be an option for Miami. I don't know if he's gotten that from anyone in Lee's camp or if he more just gets that knowing that Miami's going to be aggressive in targeting centers. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. And I think my my bigger point on all this, Brian, is uh, I know the fact that Miami only has four transfer portal commits uh, right now. A lot of fans are like. We need more. We need more guys. How come Florida State's kicking our butts in the portal? I mean, a couple of things on this. First of all, uh, there's not a lot of scholarships available at Miami. I think maybe they were expecting more than 18 to leave through the portal by now. They only have three scholarships currently available by my count. Uh, so, you know, obviously you need some of these situations to shake out a little differently. And then also, uh, I think a lot of fans, Brian, just maybe assumed that Anybody who was going to hit the portal was going to hit the portal by the first week or two. Yet we're seeing some really good players like uh, Anthony Lucas and Demario Tolan just yesterday deciding to hit the portal. And there's a really good Cal receiver I want to talk about in a couple of minutes. So it's not like all the good players hit the portal immediately. We're seeing kind of phase two of that happening this week. You know, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because like, Last year, it didn't matter what program it was from, you know, Syracuse to USC. There are kids that will, you know, decide in spring practice, hey, I'm not going to get the chance I want and enter the portal. Miami had kids like that last summer after spring practice. It's going to happen. It's better for Cristobal and his staff to do their due diligence and look for impact players instead of just taking guys. Yeah. If you're, if you're down to three scholarships, I will bet you my bottom dollar – that they know a couple more kids that they're probably going to get. This stuff is tedious with the admissions part and transferring the credits, especially with Miami being a private school. You know, a lot of private schools don't get along with the public schools on the credits and all that. So that's part of it. There's no way to expedite that process. So keep that in mind. And also coaches convention and different things. These kids want to see where all these college coaches transfer to different schools, where they go to the NFL, the next two to three weeks, we will see a lot of transfer news, Miami and otherwise. So just kind of hold on and wait. It, there is no rhyme or reason. It, it's not like recruiting where we had National Signing Day on the 21st of December. Right. It's just random. That's yeah. why the portal is so frustrating for me as a reporter. I can go do something and hang out with a family member or whatever after a long day of work, but the most important thing I need to do could be at 10 o'clock at night when somebody admits that they're transferring out of school X. 
I mean, there's just no, there's no rhyme or reason. It's very hard. So Miami fans, trust me, Cristobal is going to be taking his time and getting the right guys. He's not just going to take players. They'll, they'll be fine. I wonder if uh, if a player who just became available could be could be the right guy. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of suitors because he's a really talented wide receiver. And we're joined here by Brian Smith from AllHurricanes.com and from Fan Nation. So uh, this came out uh, on Wednesday. Cal wide receiver J. Michael Sturdivant is in the transfer portal now. Six foot three and a half. Uh, a little over 190, so he kind of fits that size profile Miami's looking for for outside receivers and had a pretty productive year as a redshirt freshman last year, 65 catches, 755 yards. I was watching some of his tape, and just the catch radius is insane. Like, he he can just reach out and snag these balls that look like they were overthrown by a couple of yards. Uh, I think there there's a lot, at least there appears to be a lot to like about this player. Uh, and, you know, Brian, well, what can you tell us about uh, – J. Michael Sturdivant, who is, uh, has now entered the transfer portal, if this could potentially be a wide receiver option for Miami, and I know he will have other suitors around the country. I saw him play a couple times live last year, and it's just ironic that a kid that was somewhat, maybe not completely, but somewhat overlooked has quickly become a very good football player. Now, Cal ran a good offense, and they had good coaching on offense, uh, the veteran quarterback, et cetera, which helps. But he, he caught, like you mentioned, he would catch passes. You're like, oh, you know, you didn't you can see the ball release. And oftentimes you're like, oh, that's not got a chance. And he can go up and get it. He makes plays that most guys just physically cannot do. So the size, Miami needs another big guy. We know that. They've got plenty of speedy guys and smaller, quick guys. Adding another big body for the red zone would be good and just to have in the rotation. And to be honest, as well as he is, at running routes and being quote unquote polished as the term is, I think he could play multiple spots and he might even in certain circumstances, maybe they bring Restrepo out of the lineup at slot. They put Sturdivant in the slot using bigger guys in the slot helps your run game. It changes how the dynamics of the defense work. He presents a lot of problems. I bet, I bet he's got a ton of messages in his inbox about, <laughs> Hey, why don't you come play for a uh, pick, pick a school. You can never have enough good playmakers in today's world of college football. Now, um, you know, one that we talked a little bit about yesterday, but I'd like your perspective as well. Uh, Anthony Lucas, the transferring defensive end from Texas A&M, and uh, Miami was among his finalists a year ago before he chose the Aggies. And a lot of times you kind of look back at the schools that were in it just last year when a player hits the portal, these schools could be in it again. Uh, do you think Lucas, who is a South Florida native, grew up in Broward County before moving out to Arizona and his father played for the U, so he's a legacy. Uh, do you think he could find his way back to the 305? Why not? This is the transfer portal era. Anybody that says school X and you can pick whatever one you want. And by the way, D- and option. I'm sorry, I want to correct myself. I said, I meant to say defensive tackle. I said defensive end. I haven't had enough coffee this morning yet, Brian. Oh, uh, defensive a, end, not tackle. Well, it, it's ironic that you mentioned that because so many teams, and I'm not trying to get too technical here, run four, three and three, four. The difference in that, and again, it's technical, you know, jargon. He could play DN in a three man front. Mm. He's a very athletic young man. So depending on the front they're going to run long-term or special circumstance, he could do some of that. He's a bit of a tweener, which ironically Miami has made a living off of in the last 40 years 
getting those one gap up the field defensive linemen that apply pressure to the backfield. That's what Lucas is. He's, he is the prototype. So I don't know what the reasoning was for him leaving AM. And quite frankly, I don't care. That that place is imploding. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't, they're like 26 guys before they have oof, that, that program's in trouble. But he's on the market. He's a rare talent that is an interior defensive lineman that can pressure the quarterback. He's going to have as many offers as any player in the portal that's not a quarter. A quarterback's always top. But outside of that, he'll have as many as anybody. This kid was offered by every school in the country out of high school, and he could have went anywhere, chose A&M, and now Miami. Maybe they can get him to come back home. you got to recruit that kid. I mean, you have to. Well, when we come back, I got to pick Brian's brain on Cormani McLean because he was able to chat with Cormani one-on-one before Under Armour All-America. And I thought Brian had, honestly, pound for pound, the best reporting on Cormani coming out of the weekend. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Folks, make sure you're keeping it locked to Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season. You got Georgia minus 12 and a half against TCU in the championship game, basketball, hockey, whatever you want. We got it all at BetOnline. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And guys, I'm telling you, don't think you can just go into your bets without information and without trends and odds and edges, because I get those every single day at Bet Online, and I'm so happy I do. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Alex Dono joined by Brian Smith, allhurricanes.com and Fan Nation. Now, Brian, uh, everybody has been going crazy since December 21st trying to figure out what's going on with Cormani McLean. We talked uh, yesterday on this show about your your pretty uh, incredible report at All Hurricanes about a conversation you had with Cormani, his thoughts on the process about Coach Prime calling him every single day, but yet you still came away from that conversation thinking he's going to end up signing with Miami. Is that right? That is correct. Um, ran into him before the game and talked to him for a second. And just from talking to him as well as Stafford, obviously one of the kids that did sign, who's good friends with Cormani. Combining that with prior knowledge and everything, yes, I think it's Miami. And, and – just to be clear, Cormani is a very complex kid, and he's got everybody pulling at him from every possible direction. He's the most gifted corner in the class uh, in terms of upside, so I get it. But, like, I didn't even ask him about Dion. I just kind of mentioned, you know, like, Colorado's offered you this, that, and the other. He just kind of threw that out there. I thought that was just a funny quote in the way he said it. Kind of had to be there, and I was the only one standing there at the time. But that it was just hilarious. I'll never forget that as long as I live. But anyway, he's a kid. He told me he's going to go to Miami. He looked. That's what he told me. But until he's physically on campus, I don't care. Just like right. anybody else, I just reported what he told me. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So combine that with all the information I'd had for the better part of a year, I'm just going to say Miami until otherwise proven, and. Nobody has told me from my sources back in his home area of Lakeland that it's going to change. And I'm not sure anybody there even knows completely because he's just kind of doing his own thing. And he even told me 
that no matter what he puts on Twitter, because I asked him, why don't you just post something? He says, no matter what I put on there, people are going to question me. He, he's, he's pretty right. frustrated. He's yeah. right about that, by the way. He's not dumb. Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, he mentioned January 15th to me. I think he meant February 1st if he's talking about letter of intent. Now, grant an aid to a school might be then. I don't know how that works. Uh, that's different than an athletic scholarship. But the dates really aren't that that prudent. What's important is where do you go to school? And, uh, Stafford had told me that they were both going to enroll in May. I, I, I think they both graduate late May or whatever it is. But they, they'll be in summer school at Miami around that time or early June, late May. So that's the bottom line. So I'm just going to go with Miami until somebody proves me wrong. So for, for someone like yourself who's covered him and interacted with him one-on-one, um, do, do you feel personality-wise he's a little bit misunderstood? Because you know, he had that interview on TV with ESPN right after the game where you know he was uh, just – everyone was trying to read his body language, Brian. Like the way he was like smirking, the way he paused, even though Miami was the only school he mentioned – it still had a lot of people actually feeling worse about Miami, not better than Miami after that interview. But uh, it's also, it's become pretty apparent to me, and I've never met the young man in person. I haven't, you have. It's become pretty apparent to me that he's not that outgoing when it comes to like actual public media, when the mics are hot and the cameras are on. And I, I, I feel like his, uh, his body language gets misinterpreted. Am I, am I in the right area code when I say that? You're 100%. Uh, Cormani is about as introverted as you're going to get. That's just his natural personality. When I, when I saw him at the Under Armour game, some of the kids that are, were already dressed and, you know, slowly kind of trickling out onto the field for like the first warm-up. Cormani, I was up in the stands just being out of the sun. He was in the same section as I was, listening to his headphones in a pair of shorts. That's just who he is. He, did, he took his shirt off. He was just hanging out, kind of doing his own thing. He has his own ritual. That's just who he is. He, he is extremely private by nature. Even when I was at practices at Lakeland, I mean, I talked to him but during the entire practice about whatever. He has never felt comfortable, even with people like me that he knows, talking about recruiting. He just doesn't like it. It's, that's just who he is every day. So that report that came on ESPN, that's the norm, not the outside the box. Nobody mm. will ever be able to read him based on an interview. Not now, not in 20 years. I know people don't want to hear that. You're, that's just who that guy is. He's very introverted, and he's also very private. Um, that's just the personality that Cormani has. And he's a good guy. Talking to him, just shooting the bull, he, he's great. But he doesn't like talking to anything about his personal life, really. And that's everybody wants to know what he's going to do, and they're trying to sell advertising. I get it. Yeah. But he's, just not, he's not, he's not going to give it up. It's just not going to happen. So it is what it is. Has he given you or anyone else any insight on on why he didn't sign on the twenty first? That what why he let the early signing period come and go? He has not, and I didn't pressure him on that. I'm sure others have, uh, but one of the reasons that I'm able to talk to him and, and just have even basic conversations is that I don't. He does not like that at all, and mm, yeah, that that's I know. Again, people are not going to like that, but that's how he's always been. Yeah. He, he didn't like interviews when he was a sophomore. So it, it's, you know, before he even got like Miami and Alabama and stuff, he, he's been the exact same guy the entire time. So for us that know him, that interview, I, I could care less. I've never even watched the full thing. I could care less. <laughs> he's That's not going to change. So yeah. when he signs, 
he signs. That's it. That's tremendous insight here from Brian Smith. Uh, I want to get a couple more things uh, from Brian because he he was out at Under Armour All America. Now Miami does have players competing at Army All America as well. Uh, you know, you, you're you're not out there, right, Brian? Yeah, I just want I just want to make sure. Uh, no, no, not no. Armour. I'm 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 in Florida. I'm I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot chasing these kids around, man. It's it's a lot. So, what one, one event's enough. Yeah, no, no, f fair enough. I just wanted to make sure before I said, like, he's not out there. I just wanted to make sure you're not out there because I don't exactly know where you are right now, but you're in Florida. So, uh, but I do want to ask Brian about what he saw from Robert Stafford and Reuben Bain. And I, I have seen some of the footage out at Army All-America and everyone's talking about a pancake block from the pancake honcho. So we have a lot more to discuss, guys. We're joined here by Brian Smith from Fan Nation and AllHurricanes.com. Keep it locked right here too locked on canes guys if you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all the fat and calories then you've got to try a built bar i just had a built bar this morning guys that's my breakfast we just got through the holidays and i know that my goal because in the last 14 months i've lost 60 pounds i'm trying to keep it off i'm trying to keep eating healthy this year and you know i cheated a little bit during christmas time which is fine i'm back on the program now if you want to eat healthier like me but you don't want to compromise taste then you've got just the right thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. Like You're going to be like, should I feel guilty about this? It's perfect for your New Year's resolution. What's What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie. Yes, those are very good. And coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that, yes, they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. And now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club as well. How about that? Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later, guys. And then, of course, you can also head to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Brian Smith joins us. He was out at Under Armour All-America in Orlando uh, earlier this week. Brian, was Ruben Hurricane Bain as good as advertised? I thought he was the best player at the one practice that I went to from start to finish, and that, that includes all positions. And they were doing one-on-one -on -one drills, which favors D-linemen. I, I will grant you that but he just has a more advanced grasp of using technique than the vast majority of pass rushers at this age. He has all kinds of different moves, and most of the kids struggle with technique on both sides of the ball in the trenches. He is just the opposite. He, he's learned from some really good coaches at Central and probably some other guys as well, and I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't contribute rather early i'm not saying he's going to start from day one or something ridiculous like that it, miami has quite a bit of talent after having 37 sacks this past year but he's going to play and it's because he hustles he has natural speed he has natural moves and he's also been coached up he is what you're looking for and nobody really handled him one-on-one -on -one. he was really really good 
Love to hear that. Uh, Robert Stafford, who is hopefully going to be sharing a defensive backfield with Cormani McLean. He seems to think he will be, but Robert Stafford is a Miami signee. He was at Under Armour All-America. Give us the insight there, Brian, because, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if uh, if Stafford's going to be ready to be like a day one big time contributor. Maybe you can tell me otherwise. He just needs to add a little bit of weight, kind of like Cormani. They're both around 170 pounds. Uh, Robert is chiseled. I mean, he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him and he's a physical kid. He played corner. He's, he's he can play safety, he played some safety at Under Armour. Uh, he can play receiver, punt return, kick return. He's just a versatile athlete with a lot of explosiveness. I, I went and saw him a couple of times this year at practices over at his high school in Melbourne. And I, I'll be surprised if he doesn't play by year two. I just don't know which spot. Could he be the nickel? Sure. Could he play outside corner? Absolutely. Could he even play safety possibly? Sure. They just got to find a spot for him. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having options, as they say. And Miami's got Damari, they've got Cormani, uh, they got him, and of course they've got Antoine coming in as well. Somebody's yeah. going to end up at safety and or nickel. I don't know how that's going to work out, but Cormani's the only one that I know. You just leave him at corner and just kind of let him do his thing. He's a, he's a plug-and-play kid. Outside of that, I think they're all versatile enough, Stafford included, that we're going to see some experimenting, and that's really fun. I love it. Uh, last thing I want to mention here, well, a couple more things on this episode of Locked on Canes, but, you know, I uh, we, we talked about it before, uh, what it's going to entail, but there was an update on the new facilities, the $100 million plus football facilities that Miami is building. They're adding it on to the Schwartz Center, and it, it's going to be space-age, state-of-the-art stuff. Miami officially announced that yesterday that the construction is going to begin, uh, so it's it's approved full go for the new facility and then of course when this gets announced you have the uh the gator fans and the florida state fans are all like well, where's your stadium how come wait, 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 that's not a stadium but, but listen um i don't know if the stadium a new stadium is ever going to happen but i will say that honestly uh it's probably and i want a new stadium at some point so don't think i'm one of these guys who lives like oh let's never leave hard rock forever i'd love to see miami someday get their own football stadium but at the same time the facilities, the on-campus facilities, where you actually spend every single day at your facilities versus a stadium where you play six or seven times a year. Uh, I think addressing the actual day-to-day -day facilities first is the more important thing. And now Miami is going to have a space-age day-to-day facility. And Brian, you can probably speak on this. How important is something like that for recruiting when you're talking about locker rooms, weight rooms, recovery rooms, uh, to have that stuff competitive with any other school in America? How big is that for recruits? I think it's one of the most important things. It goes beyond the gadgets like the cell phones and all that. They want convenience. Yeah. Uh, this place, it was listed on the Miami Athletic site that there's going to be 555 parking spaces. That sounds like there's that's more than the entire city of Miami for my travels around that city. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that city is very difficult to navigate as anybody that lived in, or traveled to South Florida knows. Yeah. So the way they're doing this and the way they're building it, it's trying to be all encompassing, which is, you know, what you want. It's just that Miami is so densely populated. There's not a lot of land. There's, yeah. there, there's, there's no, you can't fix that. It's math. So to build up is the only way they could do it. And this thing is going to be, this puts it in perspective, seven stories high. So everything from going in to have a meeting with Coach Cristobal 
you could go into a room and, and work on your English paper. You could go watch film. There, the big dining hall for all the athletes, not just football, is going to be there. This sets them apart. And, I mean, the renderings that they have, if you want to check them out, go to Twitter and, and just find Miami football on Twitter. And they're, they're up there. There's a video and there's some pictures. Holy moly, they are incredible. So how would you not improve your recruiting? I mean, who wouldn't want to be around that? So I think that's pretty self Once you see the pictures and the video, there won't be any, anything necessary to convince somebody because any question that you have about, Hey, how's my son going to benefit from this? It's in the article. And in the, I mean, it's, it's incredible. So good for Miami. That that's a really well done job right there. Now, I was watching uh, at, at Army All-America practice, uh, I was watching uh, a video that's been going around, gone viral, of Samson Okunlola, the pancake honcho, not only holding his own against By Job, the uh, the Michigan commit at defensive end, but putting him on the ground, pancaking the guy. Uh, do you think Samson Okunlola, do you think he can potentially uh, compete to be a starting left tackle year one? I mean, I hope that he doesn't. But it just depends on who comes back and who's healthy. Uh, yeah. As a reminder, Miami at points this year had three different guys out of the starting lineup up front. That can never happen to have a successful season. It just doesn't work. But some guys are going to be back. Who's going to play where? How they're going to do it? That's what spring practice is all about. Does Okunwola get a chance at some point? Sure. But the way that most programs, and let's just use Alabama as an example, when they've got a stud that comes in like that, they usually start him at guard and right tackle. Left mm. tackle is just the hardest spot. Do I think he ends up there before his junior year? Sure. Freshman year, I hope for his sake in Miami's, he's not the starting left tackle. But it's not out of the question either. I mean, their offensive line was a sieve at parts of this last year. And that's just fact. I mean, the, the quarterbacks are under duress constantly. So he's going to have a chance. And athletically, it's ridiculous. His footwork is is absolutely tremendous. And he's athletic enough to be a defensive lineman, which is pretty mm-hmm. rare for O-tackle recruits. So I, I'll say that he doesn't start, and I'm hoping he doesn't. But if he does, at least the athleticism is there. He can kind of get through it that way. But the jump from private school football in Boston, Massachusetts, to the University of Miami is massive. So I'd imagine there would be a pretty steep learning curve. I love it. This is great stuff as always. You guys want to make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. Check out his work all over Fan Nation, including allhurricanes.com, where I contribute to as well. It's a great site. You should be getting Canes news there uh, every day. And, guys, make sure you get Canes news from us every day here on Locked on Canes. And after you make us your first listen, for your second listen, check out brand-new podcast on the network, Locked on College Basketball experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton who are both awesome they bring you everything you need to know on and off the court plus hear from big name experts coaches and players throughout the basketball landscape locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts we'll talk to you again next time on another episode of locked on canes we are part of the awesome locked on podcast network your team every day